This is LND Radio and I am Ranji David. Welcome to Organizational Theatre's LND Radio, a dedicated LND talk show. Discussions on learning and organizational development by leaders in the industry on trends, challenges, opportunities, innovations, best practices and much much more. In our first episode, we speak to Gurpreet Kalra, head of learning and development for TCS UK in Ireland. Hi Gurpreet, uh, good morning, good afternoon, good night, whichever part of the globe you are in and welcome to LND Radio. Well, thank you very much Ranji and uh, the, uh, I'm in the UK at this point in time so it is good morning here but I certainly do know back in my old country um, I have to say good afternoon to you so <laughs> glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for your time and thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk to you. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to connecting with you in this space. My pleasure. Yeah. So my first question is, you know, how did learning and development as a theme come to your life? Uh, when did you encounter this learning and development? Good that you ask, when is it that you encountered this? Uh, because uh, I'm an accidental uh, uh, learning and development professional because academically I'm a biotechnologist, Ranji. Wow. And uh, this started uh, from uh, college days uh, when I was um, uh, spotted by by a sexologist, <laughs> Dr. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, he used to write for Debonair at that point in time. So, well, if this is not a family show... <laughs> We could certainly say that, but this was this was how accidentally it got. And uh, they had well, they were working with NGOs, and they right. needed a speaker. They spotted me. They took me along, and I did a circuit uh, with them. And uh, our job was to go from an NGO to NGO and um, uh, make people aware of um, uh, sexually transmitted diseases. And that's where I discovered my voice uh, for the first time. And that's where I discovered my connect with people for the first time. And I was then uh, recommended by by the gentleman himself. Um, his name was uh, Dr. Prakash, uh, his name is Dr. Prakash Kotari. And he suggested, Gurpreet, why uh, would you waste this talent and not uh, teach it to others? And right after college, I started a institute uh, where I was helping people develop their voice, develop their uh, persona. And um, and at 21, I was an entrepreneur, um, waking up at four in the morning wow. and um, uh, inserting uh, brochure, uh, leaflets into newspapers, wow, wow. Uh, getting people uh, excited about my institute and... Uh, uh, one thing led to another. I was uh, in Delhi uh, working uh, with an organization supporting uh, uh, and uh, the sales uh, there. And um, then from there, I moved into caught spotted rather and uh, was found myself uh, doing uh, le- uh, 
trainings, uh, process trainings, and then whatnot. And one thing led to another, and this is where we are at twenty uh, years from then. Mm. Very interesting, you know. So your your journey is almost like. Mm, the classic uh, starting from the society giving back to the society and and i think that uh, goes a long way uh, in nurturing and shaping um, what we do as uh, as individuals in especially learning and development uh, we realize that uh, what we do is is going to change a lot of people and lives and all that so uh, it's very interesting and very inspiring that you started from that kind of background uh, so uh, does that work continue where you're giving something back to the society in your free time well um i was wanting to write a post on linkedin um the other day about how many people who i have had the pleasure of working with are not from my industry um not the ones i knew they were strangers have done radically better than i have mm-hmm. and how proud i am about having seen that uh, change in them mm-hmm. i've seen uh, a person who used to be in uh, in our admin department and the job of the person was to to pick up couriers from from us uh, from our office uh, a to take him to the office b and today he's uh, leading uh, um uh, learning and development for a food chain and looking at that progress i think uh, makes me very proud and give, gives me a good night's sleep so i have a couple of such stories of individuals if not uh, uh, clusters of them but individuals who i think my work has touched and i'm very proud to say that they're doing far better than i am mm. at uh, at this point as we speak so well that's something that uh, that that keeps me ranji um uh, uh going uh, because that's something i'm passionate about and who is it yeah. we all like to give yes yeah, especially in the in the learning space you know when when uh, when you're uh, in that side where you're actually training people and coaching people and developing people you always realize that people have opportunity to grow and outgrow themselves and outgrow you as well you know and uh, it's it's a, such a phenomenal experience when you actually watch people grow and evolve and become better uh, and achieve success in whichever dimension they wish to great uh, so uh, you know as you moved into the uh, lnod space and in organizations you must have encountered a lot of different situations tough people tough moments you know what were your toughest moments especially when you look back into your career your toughest moments in in the lnod space uh, ranji because i promise you that i will uh, it will be bear your heart uh, interview so <laughs> so i I'm, i'm i'm going to um share with you something that i may not have shared with uh, with uh, many or any um there was a time when uh, i was um um uh, heading a department and um, our job was essentially to uh, get people skilled on their uh, on their uh, Uh, softer aspects in transactions uh, with their customers and we were responsible for close to 8000 people at that point in time and i had a good team uh, running but i personally may not have been following what we were uh, uh, teaching or what we were uh, proposing that people um, 
sort of uh, brought into their uh, interactions with others. I was deemed a micromanager and when I say I was deemed and I'm using that word was because it it was a word used by one of my team members in one of the conversations uh, wherein I was sitting with all of them and with my supervisor there sure and and we noticed mm -hmm. that because I wanted work to be done in a certain particular way, mm -hmm. I had a way in my head that the work had to be done and I was pushing it down right. uh, with my team. And they were, they were struggling. Mm -hmm. uh, they weren't happy. Um, and I discovered at that point in time that autonomy is such a big thing. Mm -hmm. That a, uh, that a person wants if they have to prosper, if they have to nurture. And I was giving it to people all this while. Right, right. Why did I stop? And I, I think, think I was uh, scared. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, very often as, as trainers and uh, you know, people in the LNOD space, we show a mirror to people. Uh, yes. and, and not very often we, we see a mirror of ourselves and that's an opportunity to learn and grow and evolve for ourselves. And I'm so uh, glad and touched by this uh, a uh, very honest sharing of yours of uh, an opportunity moment for you. But, but I was really looking at not so much so personal, but uh, from an organizational perspective, you know, because in organizations, sometimes uh, the learning and development takes a backseat. You know, people are very often look at learning and development like a, a transactional approach, uh, like a tick mark on, on the jobs. So have you encountered such uh, people situations in your uh, journey and if so uh, you know how did you go about handling and you know motivating encouraging you know what would you do differently well if uh, that's uh, i think there there are many so i'm trying to think which one would uh, uh, be a, so a marky one at this point in time so i could uh, share that <laughs> with you uh, but uh, uh, there was uh, certainly uh, a situation. Uh, this this uh, this story is very interesting. In fact, um, this story is uh, uh, certainly about. Uh, and I, I think uh, if we speak about it, it will it will uh, again come down to some fundamentals of uh, human needs, uh, because I was uh, invited to uh, solve, and I was known as a person who would come in uh, when there is a problem. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we were a part of the business consulting team and uh, there was a, a program where uh, a project where the team was competing with other two or three teams across the world sure. to bag a project. So mm -hmm. there was an RFP that was rolled out and okay. there was work that was uh, given. And this work was uh, uh, was uh, a sort of a, a slice of the cake. If, if it tasted well, then you could have the entire cake mm -hmm. uh, sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. And when I went there, I noticed that the best of the people were on the job, mm -hmm. eight or 10 of them. And they had a supervisor. They had a quality analyst. They had a supervisor, supervisor. Um, they had a coach and they had two or three more people. So there was, there was one to one ratio mm -hmm. playing out there. And we were doing worse than the rest of the, the, the uh, uh, I would say competitors for the bid. And very interestingly, these were the best eight who were picked from the organization, but they were performing at their at their worst levels. And 
and that's when Raji, you'd be very uh, uh, pleased to know mm -hmm. that the first thing for me to get out of them, what was keeping them mm -hmm. uh, uh, subpar, was to try out theater-based activities wow. with them, to build that trust with them, right. to bring them to a point where they started to know that I was not another person added to that posse of people. Right. Uh, and that's when I realized that what they were looking for was autonomy. Right. They said, if we are the best, then why are we being, the word comes again here, micromanaged. Mm -hmm. Why uh, is it somebody breathing down my neck? And why am I being, um, being made to feel as if I'm not good enough? Right. So my first job was to speak to as many senior people as possible and take that risk. Um, I was young, uh, but at that point in time, I also had more fire, I think, inside of me. Sure. I could take risks. So I went up to them and I said, well, we have to let go of this and this and that. And that was like ruffling a lot of feathers. Sure, sure. And I stationed myself there, told my bosses that I have to get this thing done. That's a risk we are taking. And it took almost 15 days for these people to uh, be uh, taken away from from the field mm -hmm. and immediately you would not uh, you believe it that our performance went up because it was all about autonomy mm. and now these people who were competing against each other on their quality parameters the eight of them started to share more theater helped them there again right. sharing uh, came through theater sure. and uh, one thing led to another we backed that project so so think about this you know sometimes i do this activity where i get people to um, you know fold their hands and and try to uh part their fingers by pushing there and i can i can kind of i wish you know on radio we could show it to to people and if you want to try with me if you were to press your middle fingers against each other uh, like this just the middle fingers just the middle fingers against each other and try to part your index fingers by your index fingers, by pushing, by keeping your middle fingers at the center, you will notice that your index fingers are somehow connected with super glue. Mine are not moving. You're not doing it right, Ranchi, right now. <laughs> so, so what it says is that I can move my pinky finger, I can move my ring finger, I can move my index finger, but I can't move my index, uh, my my index finger. Why is that happening? Because we are taking all fingers for granted. And all of a sudden, we think that that because it's simple, it's it's easy, and hence you know there's uh, there there is uh, uh, no need to look at it. So we we let go of looking at what was easy and simple, and we use a simple fulcrum of autonomy to help people uh, get what they wanted. The same thing applies to teams. The same thing applies to children at your home. The same thing applies to ourselves as well. Autonomy is the biggest human need. Sure. And if you can work with that, I think, uh, well, you've got a lot of human performance coming out. Sure. Uh, and I'm so glad you shared about theater because for me, when I, when I started work, that's when I actually encountered theater. And, uh, you know, yes. before I, before I uh, started theater, I, my body was very frozen. I couldn't move. I had social anxiety. I couldn't look at people into their eyes and speak. I couldn't express properly, yeah. you know. So theater as a as a tool transformed me immensely as a, as an individual as a person as a human being, 
and because of it i strongly believe in the power of uh, theater transformation in people i'm so glad you mentioned that as well yes yes uh so that's amazing that you spoke about uh, a creative experience would you like to share some creative experiences that you have encountered as a as a learner um yes and and i uh, i would love to in fact um i'm interesting that you ask this because i encountered something um very uh, radical <laughs> uh just a a a week ago and this was ranji about um learning leadership from horses wow you you got to and, tell me more about this and ponies so there's a very interesting um uh invite that i found in my email the other day and this was an exclusive uh, invitation for a couple of us uh where they said that uh, why don't you come over and uh uh let horses teach you leadership why should uh people teach you leadership and um when i logged in i noticed that there were ponies and horses um and i was uh, at a ranch essentially and this was uh, in chennai um uh, this is in the, india uh, oh wow this is yeah this was from india wow and uh, i was surprised i mean I was uh, I couldn't believe the uh, what I was uh, looking at and I was very curious to, to know you know what would horses have to uh, to teach and well I will I'll keep it short because I don't want to give away uh, somebody's business at this point in time uh, our listeners have to go and find it for themselves but horses and ponies they have so much and and there was a horse whisperer uh, with us they have so much to teach us so much to teach us in terms of leadership in terms of uh, uh, bonhomie uh, uh, you know how it is that a horse is uh, moves from uh, independence to interdependence um, and how is it that a horse learns how to make friends with their rider all these elements were completely analogous to uh what we go through at our workplace and that was a tremendous experience so yeah. i would i would i would ask our their learners to uh sort of uh, our listeners to sort of uh, uh maybe google that and uh, figure out uh, for themselves and then reach out to you and me and we can give them more <laughs> but uh, but this is where i want to wow, restrict wow. it because this is so it's an interesting experience it's, it's a, this is such a beautiful uh, and an interesting experience learning directly from nature uh, yes, but but yes. my question was uh, from art have you encountered any art based learning you know yes. uh, this of yes. course is is beautiful what you've shared yes. but i'm curious yes. uh, have you experienced anything which is art based yes yes uh, <laughs> when i see horses i usually um um uh, you know see them uh as as a work of uh, art by nature so certainly that and uh, uh speaking of uh, work of art uh we also uh had an experience as a team once to learn um um uh, you know leadership by uh 
experiencing um, uh, drawing and uh, and uh, art um, um, you know in 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 uh, as groups which was very therapeutic uh, because uh, there were colors um, there were canvases and you could uh, draw you could paint um, you could express yourself and toward the end when uh, we were we went through the debriefs we really realized that there's so much potential if you uh, start to delve deeper into the human uh, uh, space uh, of life that you are actually more powerful than you think you are mm. because of the kind of abstractness you can bring to these canvases and for me i would keep it short but for me that was a tremendous experience in raising my self confidence um so painting has a lot to teach and there are very good one or two uh, organizations in india who are doing this stellar work mm-hmm. and uh, i think our listeners would want to uh, go back to uncle google and uh, try to figure them out as well sure sure <laughs> so you know uh, i have never sketched or painted in my entire life uh, in my uh, childhood or in my uh, teens or 20s or even 30s late 30s i've started painting mm-hmm. Uh, at the age of at the tender age of 38 and um, it's it's been 8 years of painting for me now uh 7 years before the pandemic hit I, i would like i think in 7 years i painted 40 paintings sold one but in the pandemic i painted every single day so in 500 days i made around 600 paintings sold to people in 34 uh, 34 people from 15 different countries So my god yeah so uh, you know Amazing. when 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 the pandemic started i told myself that you know i would paint till the pandemic ends and uh, i thought the pandemic would end in a, in a month or so but the pandemic continued and i continued to paint you know it really is about discipline as well whatever creative work you have if you are disciplined and if you continue to pursue in it that skill slowly gradually develops and like you said yes, yes. it's it's beautiful therapeutic space it's a place that you can connect directly with colors and see yes. what happens in that space and it's beautiful yes yes well i feel like asking you a lot of questions at this <laughs> point in time we'll save it for later <laughs> yes 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 yeah thank you so much for sharing that you know uh, it's beautiful that art can be therapeutic as well you know so i'm, I'm very curious as an individual uh, what reboots gurpreet Okay here's uh, something very interesting uh I have discovered passion in in uh, in learning and reading uh, and and uh, you know we we all have our own strength finders and our own uh, values in uh, action reports so whenever I have taken these assessments one thing I've discovered over and over again Ranjit that I am a avid learner mm-hmm. and now what is it that uh, i can i uh, will keep me alive so i keep changing my interests but one interest that has stayed very very uh, deep with me that boost, you know reboots me every now and then is reading um, uh, fiction uh, and i do not read uh, deep fiction i i read children's books oh wow so yes yeah, so 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 when i read dr seuss when i read peter pan uh, when i read uh, roald dahl uh, i i feel that that is what um, uh, reboots me so so that immediately tra- transports me to a different uh, world 
I can I can be um, uh, like them, and I can enjoy the, the the being with the characters, and I can sort of immerse myself in that uh, story as it unfolds. And when I Im- come back to this plane, um, I am I'm just beaming with energy. So so that's the one that works for me. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It uh, you know, it, it's amazing how uh, children's books, especially comics and stories. Are, yes. are so imaginatively uh, designed when you are when you're young you're yes. filled with these colors and yes. these characters but as you grow up those kind of slowly taper away kind of vanish away from your yes. textbooks from your comic books it just becomes text and you isn't it and it's yes. really yes. about you visualizing and and understanding that text and then going into that but as children yes. uh, we, uh, children we are very often uh, you know put into that space where you are watching observing sometimes yes. touching yeah. Uh, feeling, sensing a lot of things around yes. you. So, around it. And Amar Chitra Katha is amazing uh, with its own storytelling uh, uh, ways. And I, I think, uh, you know, you can, you can read about, uh, you'd be surprised when I joined the Tatas, um, I, I uh, discovered more about uh, the 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 founding fathers through Amarchitra Katha, and that uh, has led me to to get more uh, the subscriptions uh, out of them around luminaries, and uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed reading it. I I wish for adults also we continued uh, the the way we we teach kids through stories. Uh, we are missing out on something really great here. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's uh, that's really such a you know uh, challenge when 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 you're working with adults to kind of you know so in in adults uh, the work uh, especially in theater is you know to push them and to be childlike in your body in yes. your mind in your spirit uh, and that actually I've noticed that people become so free so relaxed and so comfortable that yeah. the transformation slowly begins to happen in that person. You know, exactly. what, has, what has been your personal, uh, you know, transformational uh, journey uh, as an individual? Um, so I have, uh, uh, when you say a transformational journey as an individual, um, and, and if I have uh, understood it uh, correctly, and correct me if I go astray, uh, but uh, personally, I think I have uh, become far more spiritual than I was before. Wow. Um, and uh, there has been a lot of uh, people uh, who've uh, kind of contributed to this, right from, uh, you know, reading about uh, S. Radhakrishnan's uh, work to reading about Dr. Brian Weiss's uh, work or Dr. Wayne Dyer or Louis Hay. Um, to reading about the autobiography of a yogi, um, you know, or uh, Gandhi's uh, autobiography, My Experiments with Truth, and I'm putting that in the spirituality section as well, uh, has helped me really uh, become more uh, of a humanist. And that, I think, uh, keeps me, um, uh, you know, keeps me, has me keep a check on myself when I am moving too much uh, uh, or too far away from the stable space of uh, of uh, you know uh, of live 
let live, help live uh, sort of a, a philosophy. So that I think has uh, kept me uh, more as a as a person who can uh, do more for others. And I'm loving that transformational experience about myself. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, slowly as a society, we're moving away from how much you earn to what kind of designation you have to spaces like, you know, is there, are you living a holistic life which is filled with love, yeah. empathy, connection, yes. unity, you know, spirituality, and uh, also are you connected with nature, the kind of food that you eat? So kind of overall yeah. dimension of overall. living well as a human being has come to the forefront. Uh, exactly. Is there exactly. any uh, is there any uh, simple things that you do to kind of you know reboot your spirit, uh, spiritual side, the spiritual uh, spirit? Yes. So there's a there's a uh, you know very deep uh, and and here's something very interesting, uh, Raji. That uh, the first book that I ever picked up uh, when I started uh, uh, my journey of. Uh, uh, of helping uh, uh, people discover more of themselves was the power of positive uh, thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. This was way back in 2000. And uh, since then, one thing I have discovered uh, from various uh, uh, theologists uh, or from uh, my own certification that I did from University of Pennsylvania on uh, positive psychology by uh, Dr. Martin Seligman. Um, one of the things that comes down to to uh, to really uh, imbibing in your life is hunting the good stuff. Now, what is hunting the good stuff? In simple words, what is hunting the good stuff? Wake up every morning and think about what you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Even if you could spend five minutes thinking about, well, I am, I'm, I am, I have a bed. I have a roof, I have a job, uh, I, I, my mental equities are working. When you start to think about all of this, that's when you all of a sudden have this tremendous connect with yourself from deep within and with nature that, my God, there's so much I have. And that, I think, grounds you. And I am personally, I'm a very ambitious guy. And sometimes I get over ambitious and your strengths when overused become your weaknesses. And this kind of brings me and centers me again and again Mm -hmm. with a little bit of meditative space that Norman Vincent Peale used to talk about is what I blend it with. And these 10 minutes can immediately give me a shot in the arm and I could stand uh, up and I do it multiple times in the day also. I don't do it once in the morning, but I have these small little rituals. And I think that is uh, what keeps me going. Right. So what are your dreams and uh, aspirations? Yes. Um. Dreams and aspirations. Well, I have, uh, you know, as a as a as a student of science, I think I was student of uh, more of a student of literature. Uh, while academically, I was uh, I was uh, doing uh, uh, more of chemistry and biotechnologies. Uh, uh, favorites called microbiology and biochemistry. In the back of those books, I used to 
write my dreams. I still remember. And uh, those dreams had these tremendous things uh, like, you know, I'll have a nice house of my own. I'll have a spouse, <laughs> have a daughter. And I think you can see you met my daughter just some time ago. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm kind of living my dream at this point in time. Um, the only dream that I have is, uh, you know, to, to be healthy, uh, to be able to uh, talk health. And I'm moving in that uh, direction. And my aspirations are that I want to do a PhD, uh, Ranji, one of these days. Um, so so I, uh, I, if this gives any hope to, to people, I'm a guy who has a lot of certifications, but I'm only a graduate. I haven't done my post-graduation yet. So I first have to do that. Then I have to go in the direction. PhD. So you can see it's a long uh, uh, standing dream and a far-fetched one uh, for somebody like myself. Uh, so, so I think education, like I was speaking, is, is uh, what I dream of, if I'm dreaming of anything. And a happy family life is what I uh, dream of. And a happy community and happy neighbors is what I uh, dream of. Um, so I think uh, we keep our neighbors very, very happy. <laughs> so we exchange, <laughs> we exchange gifts, uh, we exchange uh, 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 visits to each other's place. And I think uh, love thy neighbor is is as little as if you could do. Um, you do enough for the society and community as well. All right, and, and uh, that's uh, excellent, uh, Gurpreet, because uh, very often in the learning space, uh, when you are uh, delivering a program and when you're facilitating programs, you're also, you're, you're kind of, you know, uh, letting people know about how to evolve and grow and become better. But in a way that goes deeper inside, I've noticed this, that really goes deeper inside to the mm. person who's telling that, because then yeah. that becomes somewhere their purpose as well, to kind of upskill <laughs> themselves, to grow and evolve, and uh, you're not the first one, you know, uh, to keep sharing about this. Very often I have this conversation with l professionals and most l professionals, some of their dreams and aspirations is to, you know, uh, learn, grow uh, and become better, master as uh, certain subjects, uh, become, uh, take up masters, do a PhD. So it's, it's like the... It's like the common thing in the LND space, and of course, as a as a as a trainer, as a facilitator, that is something that you must do uh, if you want to really be in your profession. If you want to be yes. in the learning profession, you have to be a learner yourself. Exactly, and and here's an interesting uh, uh, you know side note, uh, Ranji. If you uh, you know, I read the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People uh, almost uh, 15 years ago. Then I read it five years ago. I read it 10 years ago. And the same book uh, talks so much about, about it. You know, when I'm talking to you, it feels like I'm, I'm, I'm inside the seven habits of highly effective people. And uh, the conversation is, is just so, so motivating. And uh, it, the meaning changes every time with the phase of your life when you're reading this uh, book. And um, the more I read it, the more it clarifies my uh, aspirations and dreams for myself. And uh, I'm very glad that you asked this question because it connected me even deeper with uh, my dreams and aspirations. Sure. So on a very, uh, uh, you know, very personal and very uh, diverted topic from the LNOD space, uh, have you watched plays? Do you watch plays as a person? You know, are you interested in theater? 
I'm very interested in theater. In fact, my interest in theater uh, got uh, so I'm uh, certified by um, a person called Kitanjali Kulkarni and uh, her husband Atul Kulkarni on theater. So I did a lot of theater certifications in Mumbai, and uh, I remember going to VL Deshpande uh, Auditorium and uh, you know working with a set of uh, actors there. And Prithvi Theater used to be my personal hanging uh, joint. Um, to hang around at and uh, me and my my spouse we were dating at that time wow. recording <laughs> Romeo Juliet at Prithvi Theatre <laughs> recorded at Prithvi Theatre <laughs> nice so beautiful yeah yes yes and uh, so it is very very uh, close to my heart and uh, I, I think uh, uh, sitting there in in a theatre as an audience member not caring whether you got the seat or you got the floor and noticing the 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 actor um, just act their heart out in the theater setting is is a therapy grandi and i think it's a it's a very high form of expressing oneself Absolutely. and i am a big fan of theater that way yes, yeah. So I I've been doing theater for the last 21 years acting directing and training actors you know one of the things yeah. I very often do is 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 to tell people if you haven't been part of theater at least go and watch and be that like part of watch. that experience uh, so have you experienced anything in the UK well uh, we uh, have uh, basically uh, been told that uh, there are a couple of spots uh, in the west end and uh, around piccadilly square so uh, those are a few places that are on the agenda right now we are on our museum uh, circuit so once uh, that is uh, what we put a cap on then the next in line is theater and i know uh, the kind of work that you have done in the uk ranji so uh, um, you know i would definitely take a lot of recommendations from you so wait for that call <laughs> sure sure i i you know uh, as a practitioner uh, practitioner in theater you know i was uh, still in tech mahindra in my last organization uh, i took off from work for 50 days and went on a theater tour performing acting and directing plays wow. across europe uh, and, wow. and the first uh, place i landed was in was in london performed in london Uh, and then went to Barbican Theatre in Plymouth, and wow. then went to Scotland, performed at the Edinburgh Festival, did a workshop there. Wow. Got invited, got invited by the participants to do performances and workshops in seven different countries. Went to Switzerland, oh, Netherlands, France, Germany, Italy, uh, Portugal, and Spain, and performed oh. there. Did workshops there, and then came back to India. And oh then came God. back to India, and after a few months, quit my job and started doing this full time. <laughs> <laughs> So that was a spiritual journey less yeah. of a theater more of a spiritual journey for more you. of a, yeah i mean uh, you you are forced and that's what life does you know sometimes in life you you're forced to more of your comfort zone and relook at what uh, the life that you're living what you're living in relook yes. at it in a very different way and really question whether you're doing what you really want to do and uh, that right. you know repurposes your life and changes you completely beautiful Yeah. Beautiful. I I I loved uh, uh, well well uh, I'm tempted. So. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So this has been absolutely a fantastic conversation with you Gurpreet. Thank you so much for taking your precious time out to be here with us and share your journey. And I look forward to Thank catching you. up with you sometime soon. 
Most uh, definitely, it was a pleasure uh, getting interviewed by somebody like yourself, uh, Ranji. Uh, look forward to catching up. So that was LND Radio, part of Organizational Theatre. At Organizational Theatre, we use theatre as a tool for any kind of training and intervention in organizations across the globe.